Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When I first started practicing yoga, I realized that there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me, that were Hispanic, that were a little more muscular, a little more on the curvy side. And that really struck a chord within me. And um, that's one of the inspirations that led me to become a yoga instructor because I wanted to foster communities that felt represented, that felt seen, that felt that they belong in this ancient practice of yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, uh, I want to, I really, really, every single time that I teach a class, my intention is to make this practice accessible, make it so accessible so that no matter if it's your first class or you're a yoga teacher, you feel seen, you feel taken care of, and you feel good. Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you're joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Hello, and welcome to the InVibe Life Conversations podcast. We are joined today by Gustavo Padron. He is a yoga instructor in Austin, but Gustavo, I think you actually stream nationwide. And we have been drawn to Gustavo, not only for his yoga practice, which we can't wait to hear all about, but also for his general philosophy on life and the way he approaches his practice and life in general. Um, we're all about, we're all about your mind, body, spirit connection to stop. say you have a very in vibe sort of connection. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all. I am so honored to have this conversation with you and to just share a little bit of who Gustavo is and what Gustavo is up to these days in hopes to inspire people to keep it cute. Keeping it cute is something that, you know, I um, stumble upon in 2017 and it's, it's become a mantra for me, like keep it cute. Like, what does that mean? Right. It's like, it means everything. Like keep it cute as far as like, take care of yourself. Like, Keep it cute as far as like be kind to people. Keep it cute as far as like notice what you're doing to your body when you're eating, when you're working out, when you're moving, right? So this philosophy of keeping it cute is something that I want to keep sharing with the world because I think that we all, myself included, need this reminder to keep it cute and live a life that we are proud of and a life that we can share with others. 
I think I love that. Your keep it cute is a lot like our live in vibe. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the same frequency, right? Same vibration, just different words, right? So, and vibe. Yeah. I I mean, obviously align with that very much so. So I think this is going to be a really fun conversation, just like bouncing off ideas and just inspiring people to keep it cute and also invite themselves. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So you've been doing yoga for a really long time mm-hmm. and you have a unique way of presenting your practice or your teachings. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what's your inspiration behind the way you do it and, you know, how, what you like to, you know, serve your community with? Yes, Cheryl. So I, uh, when I first started practicing yoga, I realized that there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me, that were Hispanic, that were a little more muscular, a little more on the curvy side. And that really struck a chord within me. And uh, that's one of the inspirations that led me to become a yoga instructor, because I wanted to foster communities that felt represented that felt seen, that felt that they belong in this ancient practice of yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, uh, I want to, I really, really, every single time that I teach a class, my intention is to make this practice accessible, make it so accessible so that no matter if it's your first class or you're a yoga teacher, you feel seen, you feel taken care of, and you feel good. Because at the end of the day, that is my intention to help people feel good in whatever way that means that could be like a physical release, an energetic or a um, mental release. That is always, that has always been my intention to just help people feel better. And uh, actually, that's what led me to to yoga. I uh, had this big dream of becoming a doctor. And uh, I went through um, pre-med, did all my pre-meds, took my MCATs, uh, almost went to medical school, almost went to medical school. Um, And uh, I was just feeling super burnt out before matriculating into medical school. So I was practicing a lot of yoga then. And I had already done my teacher training. So I had this big epiphany one day in Shavasana. There's this voice within me that said, take care of yourself. Like you've been going so hard and so fast. Take a moment to appreciate what you've done and take a moment to take care of yourself. So I was really afraid and scared to listen to this voice within me because Literally, my dream of becoming a doctor was so close. It was so close. It was there. And this is what I've been dreaming since I was growing up, you know? And I just had to really listen to that because I was just so burnt out, so tired, physically, energetically. And I knew that this was only the beginning. Medical school is an eight-year-plus commitment. And I don't think that I was ready for that. I, I felt like I needed to learn how to care for myself first before caring for my patients. I also didn't agree with a lot of the things that the healthcare system 
was implementing. I am more about preventative measures and more about treating the person as a whole versus just giving someone a pill and like see me in three months for a refill, right? So I, I didn't really resonate with that. And I feel so, so blessed and so lucky that I took that detour. And it was a detour in the right direction for me, uh, which eventually um, led me to show up in Austin, in the Austin Yoga community, just feeling super inspired to bring this practice to Austin. And now, like you mentioned, Amy, worldwide. I'm on this platform called Yoga Glow. That is a worldwide platform that you can access from anywhere in the world. And I am super, super thankful for that opportunity because this is where I see myself just sharing this practice with Austin and the world. So that's just a little bit of me. But, you know, if you have more questions, there was a lot lot to unpack. There was. We have to go back and talk a little bit more about everything. But that is just me. Like, that is my three-minute elevator pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Not 30 seconds. It's more like three minutes. You want to know about me? Let me just tell you. (laughs) I love it. And I'm so impressed that you had that courage. Well, first of all, that insight to listen to that voice or that knowing, and then the courage to follow it when you were so young. Really, that's something a lot of us, you know, we're a little ahead of you. Once we hit our 40s and 50s, I think a lot of people sort of wake up and say, what am I doing? And does this really align with my life's purpose? And for you to get those messages at such a young age and a pivotal point, um, it's huge. I, yeah, it, it really is huge. And it's why now you're able to share that with so many people, I think. And it's also the the passion behind what you do. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't, if somebody like, it wasn't a tap on your shoulder telling you to take this other direction. It was probably a scream in your ear where you might not have listened to the tap on the shoulder. Right. Correct. Yes. You know, I, I, I look back and I'm just so grateful that I had that mm-hmm. insight and, and that I listened. Because I'm a go-getter. Like if I set my mind on something, it's going to happen. I don't know how, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to get there, right? So for me, just taking that step back was really a wake-up moment and a wake-up call to realize that, hey, it's okay if you don't have a title to your name. You don't have to be an MD to be successful, you don't need that the is, alphabet suit behind your name. No, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, as long as you're doing what makes you happy, then that's all that matters. And you see, like a lot of people have asked me like, oh, so what did your family say? Like, what did your parents say? And I am super grateful that my parents were so supportive through everything. When I first pitched it to them, I said, I'm taking a break for a year. And like, that was a year. The deferral program was just a year. I said, I'm taking a break for a year. And this year I want to travel the world and I want to practice yoga. And I want to take maybe a few courses uh, at a community college to see if I still really want to go to medical school or maybe do PT. I was also looking at PT, Cheryl. And I was also looking at PA because I knew that those professions were not as demanding and they were more involved with treating the human as a whole versus just prescribing drugs. And granted, not to dismiss 
uh, any MDs out there, like they do a fantastic job and super grateful for everything that they're doing right now, especially through this pandemic. But for me, I just didn't align with what I saw when I was shadowing doctors. Um, so that was a real, that was a big wake up call for me to realign myself with something that I love doing. And the thing that, that is and was back then is yoga, right? So realigning myself with this practice has just offered me so many opportunities to help people heal, right? So I have to reframe my, my train of thought from becoming a doctor to becoming a healer, because in a way, this practice is healing, right? You, we can use our breath, we can use movement, we can use mindfulness to live a life that is rooted in health and wellness. I love it. And if we look at it this way too, this coronavirus or 2020 has given us such an opportunity that you're not just, like you said, you're not just touching the people in Austin. You can touch people on a global scale. Had you taken the medical route, Mm -hmm. that might not have been the case, right? So your audience could be exponential and the amount of people that you heal could be so much greater had you taken taking this route versus taking the other route. Yes. You know, I, I like, again, I look back and I'm just so grateful, so grateful for listening to that inner voice because it could have been really easy to just be like, Oh, okay, cool. Whatever you're, (laughs) that's not going to happen. I'm going to keep going on my path of being, of becoming a doctor. So I, I think that we all have access to that guidance. Sometimes we just push it away because we are afraid to follow it, but we all have access to this inner knowing and this guidance, this wisdom that is always rooting for us, that always knows where we need to go. It might not be where we want to go, but it's where we are needed. And we have an option, you know, we can choose to listen to it now, or maybe in 10 years, that voice will revisit you. Right. And that is what Amy was saying earlier. You know, some people that are in their 40s or maybe 50s, they're starting to realize, okay, like this doesn't really align anymore with with what I want to do. And it's okay. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can always shift paths as long as you're doing what makes you happy. As long as there's that passion behind it, the universe will provide. In different ways. This is a lifelong process for all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's I had a a friend and advisor I turned to a lot. Tell me once, well, Amy, if you had figured out your life purpose at age 25, what would you then have done? Like that? That's the point. If it's your life's purpose, you spend your life coming to it. So Exactly. And we're constantly evolving. We're constantly readjusting, realigning, right? So for me, I started teaching yoga, like that is what I started doing. And then I became a personal trainer. I became a meditation instructor. I went through soul cycle training. I started teaching online, which is a whole other um, beast, if you would, right? It's a whole like learning about production and learning about how I look on camera, how I sound, right? It's, it's another layer. So we're constantly evolving. We're constantly amping up who we are. And I love that you said that because I don't have it all figured out. 
yeah, I'm only 30 years old and I have so many more things that I want to accomplish. And this is just like literally just touching the very tip of the iceberg, right? Like I have so much more that I want to accomplish and do and anyone can do it. It's not only just a few select people that are gifted. We are all gifted. We just have to get really, really present with what makes us happy and then follow that voice, that intuition, that feeling to take you where you need to go. Right. So I have a question. Yoga obviously answered some questions for you and your body. Uh, That's why you continue to study it. What questions did yoga answer for you? Does that make sense? So Totally, totally. Yes. Thank you. So let me back off how I found yoga. Yoga came into my life three times before I actually listened, before I actually like explored it. So the very first time um, I grew up in Mexico, I grew up in Chihuahua, Mexico. So North Mexico, South Texas. Mm -hmm. I grew up in this really small border town called Presidio. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about 60 miles south of Marfa. Marfa, Texas. And um, I remember I had a shoulder injury once. I was lifting weights and uh, I had a shoulder injury once. And my mom had this yoga DVD with her. She was like, you should just try yoga. Like I hear it helps with injuries and it's like really good for you. I'm like, "Uh, no, mom, like that's not for me. Like I'm just going to go I'm just going to go run because that way I don't have to use my shoulder. And let me just like run around like the the track and I'll be fine. She was like, let's try it together. I was like, okay, mom, like, fine. Like, let's try it. Let's try yoga. So I tried it and I hated it. I was just like, this is not for me. What are, what are all these like sounds this man is making? <laughs> it was just like, it was just like over the top. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, I don't understand all this Sanskrit because it was in Spanish. The yoga DVD was in Spanish. And also the uh, teacher would um, say the yoga poses in Sanskrit. Oh no. I'm like, I, I was like, I don't get it. And like, I mean, I am what, like, 16 years old, I think at this time in my life. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to sit and breathe. Like I'm okay. I can breathe by myself. Like no. So that was the very first time (laughs) tried it once. And I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Then I moved to Austin to go to the university of Texas. And uh, my mom was really clever. She packed that yoga DVD. And when she was moving me in, into my dorm, she put it in my bookshelf. And I was like, ma'am, Okay, cool. Like it's gonna stay there forever. Uh, I'm not gonna do anything with it, but like, thank you. Uh, I have always loved running. Like running has been just one of those things that I keep coming back to. It's just, first of all, it's easy to do. Anyone can run. Like whether you know you are an elite runner or just barely beginning to run, like it's free. That's another thing. It's accessible. You just need your body and maybe like a cute pair of shoes to get you through, <laughs> right? That would be the only reason I'd do it. It'd be the yeah, cute. like get me, get me some cute running shoes, right? <laughs> so uh, I um, started running more in Austin because I discovered Town Lake. Mm-hmm. And from UT, Town Lake is maybe like um, two miles, two miles and a half. So I would run the trail and then go around and go back home to my dorm. Uh, well, I was literally like running myself to the ground without stretching. And I started developing um, some leg slash hamstring pain 
because I wasn't activating my quads. I wasn't activating my glutes. I was just running. I mean, I was just like, oh yeah, like there's nothing, there's not like a system to this. It's just like go. Right. And I, um, injured myself. I had this injury. I had like sciatica and then also like it came down to my hamstring. So I went to a PT actually. And, uh, he recommended I try yoga. He goes, you know, man, you are literally running yourself to the ground. He was like, you need to stretch, like try some yoga. Like there's free yoga classes at the rec center. Just pop in, take a yoga class. You're going to feel much better. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, mm, don't feel really don't. I really don't feel like going into a class. Like I don't want to embarrass myself. And, um, I, was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it at home. I'm just going to do it with my yoga DVD that my mom packed for me. So I didn't, I didn't even have a yoga mat, y'all. I had a towel, like just like a shower <laughs> towel that I put over this like really gross carpet. It was not cute. Put it over this gross carpet that we had in my dorm. Um, press play on my computer. Back then computers had like that DVD slot. Now they're like, oh, it's an extra adapter. No, we didn't have computers when we were in college. No, I had a word processor. <laughs> or a cell phone. <laughs> I know. Like, we have come a long way, y'all. We have come a long way. So anyhow, DVD, like, press play. And I'm like, okay, like, this is good. Like, I can feel, like, a little release in my legs. And I did it a few times. And I was like, okay, this is good. Uh, and then I stopped. I stopped doing it. And I went back to running, right? Old habits died hard. Typical piece uh, when- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I went back to running and uh then injured myself again. Same same hamstring injury, same sciatica injury. So one of my friends was like, "You should really go with me to this yoga class. Um it's donation based and uh they play really cool music and it's hip." And I was like, "Okay, like sure, I'll go." So I went. Uh it was the hot yoga class in downtown Austin. Well, like fell in love. I was just like, you know, Beyonce was playing. It was dark. I was sweating. And I've always craved like a sweaty session. Like, I feel like that's why I love running so much because I sweat and I feel like everything just releases from my mind. Any like excess thoughts and just, I just feel so good. Sweating it out just felt amazing for me. So I was hooked. I was hooked right then and there, and I just kept coming back, you know? I kept coming back every day, and I fell in love with this really athletic, active practice. And this is why I teach yoga, to make it more accessible, to make it less intimidating, and to welcome every single body because just for me going into a public class was terrifying so i hope that i can continue to foster a welcoming environment for every single body that takes my classes and that is something that i have taken to heart ever since that i took that first public class because it's it's really intimidating and terrifying to show up and do something that you're probably going to suck and you're probably going to right. fall and you're probably going to fall a few times and stumble. And, you know, it's, it's really vulnerable. So I want to make sure that I'm always holding space for my students 
And anyone that walks into my class, so they feel held, they feel supported because this practice has changed and saved my life. So I want to keep sharing this practice with, with people. And that story that I, I took you through of how I found it just made me realize like all these little insights that I had when I was taking my very first few classes. And that is kind of like the root, the basis of how I teach and why I teach. That is so important. And that story is, I mean, that's exactly what I was looking for. You know, yoga answered a deep question for you of healing, right? Yes, correct. And uh, going back to to that, um, there was another layer that happened in that first class. Like I remember I was in half pigeon, which is a really uh, deep hip stretch. And uh, yes, I was feeling the pain of that injury. And I could feel like the muscle fibers contracting. And I just felt like a different sensation that I have never felt before. And before I knew it, I was bawling. I was just crying. And I'm like, what is happening here? What is happening? Why am I crying? Like, who am I? And then that opened another layer of me. A lot of um, trauma began to resurface, right? I uh, have dealt with uh, eating disorders, which is something that I talk about openly. And uh, that yoga class literally saved me. I needed that so, so much. And because it uncovered so much of my trauma, and that is what has helped me just be a more kind human towards myself first. And that is what I want to share with the world, just like being cute to yourself. Because we all, we don't know what people are dealing with in their lives, right? So when we teach or when we just hold space for people, it is a divine responsibility for us to make sure that we're showing up in the best way that we can to support people that are dealing with trauma, grief, or anxiety, depression. We just don't know what every... Exactly. And right now, more than ever, like everything is so heightened and we're very sensitive and we need to be kinder more than ever. And I think that this practice has really helped me just be more in tune with that. Yeah. And given me our giving me more tools to to yeah. to serve the world. So it's something that I see myself doing for a really long time. It's something that I want to keep sharing with the world at large because we we need it. We need it. Yeah. Well, here's why you're great at it and successful with it. Many things came out in there too, but in order to show that kindness to others or compassion to others or heal others, you've got to show it to yourself first. And you learned that you, and you, and you started from, from that point. Yeah. And I think that's a difference maker. Uh-huh. And you realize that your physical body was holding your emotional pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. And by re- having a physical release, it also allowed that emotional piece to just release and cry it out, you know, and that those, we can't separate that. You can't separate your physical from your emotional, from your spiritual, 
you know, you just can't separate those pieces. They're all intertwined. And, and the more that we can embrace that, the easier it is to find that path of healing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah. for sharing those insights. Um, Amy, I, I love this little quote from RuPaul that he says every, at every single, at the end of every single episode, RuPaul's Drag Race, he says, remember, if you cannot love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? I love that. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, 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 it's something that it's like clever and cute, but it's also like so real. It's like, yeah, we cannot give that which we do not have. Exactly. And I think it begins with ourselves and I am not fully healed. Like I am constantly working on loving myself. All of us and, are. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's something that I'm probably never going to master. And it's, that's the beauty of this life that, you know, we get creative with finding different ways to love ourselves, to take care of ourselves. And there's going to be different waves that hit every single one of us differently. And how, how do we get back up? right? How do we get back up with grace, with mm -hmm. gratitude, mm -hmm. just keeping ourselves like super, super held and supported. So thank you for, for sharing the mm -hmm. little insight, Amy. Oh, you're and welcome. Then, yes. And then um, Cheryl, um, remind me of something that you said. Remind me again, what was that that you said? I wanted to like touch how base on our that. Emotion, how our physical body holds our emotional pain. Correct. So so yeah, totally. I just needed that little reminder. I was like, I know I have something to, to say to that. <laughs> and then I went, I went on this like RuPaul drags, drag race. Yeah. Thing. See, th this is Tangent. another thing being a little older than you. I know I better write down those little things. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like what, wait, what did you say? I was like, that was good. I don't remember what you said. Um, but yes, Cheryl, you know, like yoga, the word yoga means union and uniting the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. And we use our breath. I love we it. Use our, yeah. We, the word yoga means union or to yoke, to bring together. Right? So when we practice yoga, we use our breath as a bridge between the physical and the non-physical or the subtle. Right? That, we, that which we cannot touch, like our mind, our essence, our spirit. Mm -hmm. So that is why this practice helps us release, yes, physically, but also energetically and mentally. Like when you take a yoga class, you just feel like you're on cloud nine afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, you feel so at peace and so at ease. And that is when everything is like merging together, right? Because, and that's the thing with medicine these days, in my opinion, we treat, you know, just the thumb. If you're feeling something here, we just treat here, right? If we have a little rash, we just treat the rash. We don't treat what's happening with everything. And the practice of yoga helps us to use every single part of us to realign with an energy that is more present, more peaceful, more grateful, more courageous, more confident. And this is why I love teaching. Like we can get into that way more, but it is just why I love this practice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to run. Like I said, I love to lift heavy weights. I love Pilates. I just, I'm a triathlete. Like I try everything. And I, got that. <laughs> I love it. I, 
try try and i got that from my friend kelly krausey kelly krausey is a dear friend of mine uh, she uh, you know she is an amazing human to know in the austin um community so she's like i'm a triathlete and i'm like same i am a triathlete too I you know it. i try everything that is awesome so be the ambassador for yoga for people who might be listening to this podcast right now who have never tried it before and may be intimidated by doing so, what would you say to them? And how would you advise them to go about finding that first class? I would say be kind to yourself. Show up whether um, you feel that you're ready or not. As long as you are breathing, you are practicing yoga take breaks as much as you need to listen to your body. As long as you are breathing, you are getting the benefits of this practice. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to fall. It's okay to shake. Your body is just learning a new way of being. Your body is just learning a new way of remembering how to hold itself through these poses. So if I was listening to this podcast, and I would be like, I only want to do yoga with you <laughs> because I'll, well, I'll mess up. I went I to do. a yoga studio in town one time and this place is not open. And obviously I had the time wrong because I walked in, I opened up the door. Everybody was wearing the exact same clothes. So I did not get that memo. And they turned and looked at me like, why are you here? We, we've started without you. And so I turned around and left and never went back to another yoga class. So what? Uh, totally that happened to me. So I was like, I only want to do yoga with you. How do people do that with you? Well, Cheryl, I am sorry you had that experience because that probably like ruined that first experience for you. And that is a thing, you know, as human beings, we, we want, we label things as like, Oh, that is what's going to happen to me again. So I don't want to go again. Right. So I would say, you know, do a little research, find a studio that you vibe with. Of course, right now with uh, COVID-19, and through this ongoing pandemic, like it can be hard to get into a class. So, um, but once we can safely practice in studio, I would say find a studio that you vibe with, whether that be online, if you looked at their website or their Instagram, read their mission statement and see if that aligns uh, with who you are. Maybe, you know, check out a few of their teachers on their Instagram, or maybe they have a YouTube channel and you can see what their teaching is like. You want to connect with your teacher. Um, if you want to find me, <laughs> I teach for Yoga Glow. This is a worldwide um, online yoga platform. And you can access it via iOS or also um, on any browser. Yoga Glow. Uh, that's where I'm at. I am also teaching a few socially distanced yoga classes at the Carpenter Hotel once a month. 
it's ticketed. It's only uh, 20 people per class to accommodate for social distancing guidelines. So if you're interested on with on that, um, just shoot me a message on my Instagram or my email, lifewithgustavo at gmail.com. Um, I normally don't promote those classes. I just email my subscribers and have them get the first uh, pick at classes. Um, so that's one of the perks of adding your your email to my email sus- subscriber list. Perfect. And we'll link those, um, your website, your yeah. Instagram, we'll link all of those things in the show notes to this podcast for those people who want to find you. Here's the thing I'll say, I, I want to add this because... I totally feel in the vibe with you, right? I love this. Yes, yes. Bring it, sister. Bring it. I have seen some of your poses on Instagram, and I am still intimidated by taking one of your classes. Should I be? No. No. You know, like, every, every single body is different. Even though we have the same bones, our anatomy is different and our flexibility is different and our range of motion is different. This is what I tell my students. The way that you experience this pose doesn't determine your worth as a practitioner, as a human being. I don't care what your pose looks like as long as you feel good and you look safe, right? So every single body is going to move differently, right? It's like if I compared myself to a doctor, right? I'm like, I can't do that. I cannot compare myself to a doctor because they've had so much experience and so much education under their belt. And it's like, yeah, my practice has evolved so much through the years. I'm not able to do poses that I was able to do when I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't define my worth as a human or as a teacher at all, right? So I would say, don't be intimidated. The poses are there as a um, feedback and also as inspiration for what your body might be able to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. I See? do too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Aww. This has been great. I just, you, you, uh, your message completely resonates with our audience and what we're trying to promote here at InVibe is this full connection of mind, body, spirit, um, and an individualized approach, which I like that you pointed that out too, that the practice will be different for every person and someone might connect with the, instructors speaking in Sanskrit and some people might need the Beyonce class. Exactly. You know, and like, that's the beautiful thing about this practice and this life, but there's so many options, you know, and we evolve as human beings. Like we need different things at different stages of our lives. Like there's days that I'm like, I do not need an active yoga class. I just need to sit in meditation or I just need to lie on the ground and do a twist for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's days that I'm like, okay, I want to like shake my booty to Beyonce and like do a couple of warrior twos, you know? So like every single body needs different things to feel free, to feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested also uh, on booking like a one-on-one pr- private, uh, because a lot of the times it can be intimidating to show up to a class, a public class, or if you're a beginner, it might be intimidating to 
to just press play and you need more guidance, more of an individualized attention. So reach out. Right. Reach out. <laughs> yeah. Reach out. Reach you out to me or that. to a teacher you connect with <laughs> and um, ask them if they offer private lessons because um, there's this beautiful gift that happens on a one on one session. It's a little more intimate than a group setting class. Also, because of COVID, you might not feel comfortable leaving your house. You can also book a Zoom private with um, someone that you really want to learn from. And that's the beautiful thing about being at home right now that we have access to amazing people anywhere in the world that we can learn from. I love it. That is true. Mm -hmm. We've learned that. Yeah. That's been great. This has been great. Your message is great. Um, We do have one final question we like mm -hmm. to end with. You want to? So what we like to end with, with all of our podcast guests is we want to get down and personal with you and find out what do you do on a daily basis besides yoga besides yoga for you what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself balanced mm. Whew. Whew. I do a lot of things i do a lot of things um so i i'm more interested in like harmony versus balance harmony for me is neither this nor that more like in the middle where I feel like balance we're always in balance we're always in balance not imbalanced right yeah we're always in balance like you're always in balance with your current experience so if you're feeling overworked you're in balance with your overwork if you're feeling undernourished you're in balance in undernourishment, right? So for me, it's more about finding harmony, finding that middle point where I feel at ease and at peace. And for me right now is morning rituals. I am big on a morning ritual. So the first thing that I do upon waking up is I drink a liter of water and then I make my coffee and then I sit for 10 minutes to meditate. Then while my coffee is brewing, I do a gratitude journal. I write down three things that I'm grateful in that moment. And then I also plan my day. So from, you know, like 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, yoga practice or from 11 to noon, um, have like a light breakfast from noon to one, call or emails or whatever it is that's on the agenda, right? So I like to start my day taking care of myself first before I take care of anything else. And that has really helped me through the ongoing pandemic to find some sort of uh, routine. Mm -hmm. The ritual just helps me find some sort of routine and it just makes me feel more at ease, more at peace. And just more, there's more like harmony in my life when I do that. I've, I've also noticed that when I don't meditate or um, carve time to write on my journal, I feel really scattered and I might be in balance with what's happening in my life. If I'm feeling overworked or I'm feeling really tired, then I'm balanced with that. But if I want to bring myself back to a more harmonic state, 
then I have to rearrange my schedule so that I take care of myself first. I Does love that it. land? I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Totally in that. <laughs> in vibe, yes. You know, in vibe and uh, keeping it cute. Keep it cute. Course. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much. It's been such an honor to have you on here. And a pleasure. And, yeah, yeah, it's been you. so fun. Thank you, friends. I am super, super honored. Thank you again for just providing a platform for me to share a little bit more of who I am in hopes that this reaches uh, the world at large to inspire people to, yes, have a, or keep it cute and also be invited. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.